day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Fresh Frozen Southerner podcast. My name is Jay. I hope all is well. All right, we are back from vacation. We've been home for the better part of a week now. Thank you guys for your patience. I know that the shorter episodes were probably a little strange and they came out of left field, uh, but I hope my explanation that I left for you to drop on Monday helped things out, or Tuesday, I'm sorry. Uh, we had a really nice trip to the Smoky Mountains. Um, it was not a perfect trip by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, it was too hot for one. And I know that you expect it to be hot on your summer vacation, particularly when you're going south like I did. But at the same time, when it gets into the mid to upper 90s, it gets to where you don't want to leave the air conditioning and go do anything. And when you do go do something, you're just drenched in sweat the whole time. And I know it sounds like I'm complaining about the weather was too nice on our trip, but really a lot of the things in the Smoky Mountains is outdoors and when it's miserable to get out and walk around. It does put a put a little bit of a break on your plans there. It was also extremely crowded. Now, it is always crowded in Pigeon Forge, uh, but there's two types of crowded in Pigeon Forge. There is the type of crowded that is the best that you can hope for, and then there is horrible. Now, this was not horrible. I wouldn't classify it as that, but it was a long way from good. Long lines anywhere we went. Uh, particularly restaurants. Now, part of that is because they're short-staffed, but a lot of it was just how many people are in the area. So if you're going out to eat in Pigeon Forge last week, uh, you better not be hungry when you go to dinner because every single place we went, we would put our name in and ask them how long the wait would be, and we would would get told two hours. Uh, Now, it usually did not work out to be quite that long, but still, I went into one particular restaurant and put my name in and asked for the the wait time and they told me two hours just like every other place had and I'm standing I'm looking around there were only about seven tables in this restaurant field and they were probably 20 tables empty now I'm assuming that they didn't have the wait staff or they didn't have the cooks and they just weren't seating those tables but it was very hard to get a meal while you were out I mean even we went to a steak and shake one time with my kids and the nephews and my niece. And even there, the the line was backed up to the door. Um, Now, they did get us through fairly quickly. And and again, I feel like I'm complaining about things that a lot of people don't get the opportunity to do and I should just shut up. But I just do want to say that it's not a, it was not a perfect trip, but I I always have a really good time. Again, I said it last week, I just absolutely love going to the Smoky Mountains. I love Eastern Tennessee. It's just a beautiful part of the country. Uh, We went and did the Alpine Coasters. I had never gotten to do that. Uh, We had not been to the Smokies in about three years, um, almost three years exactly, because I had stuff popping up on my Facebook feed the week before we left, and it was pictures from when we were down there last time. But the Alpine Coasters were just starting to get built when we were down there. It's sort of a new thing. If you're not familiar with Alpine Coasters, uh, Think of like a single-person roller coaster. You're in this little sled uh, type of cart, and you're on small-gauge tracks, and it's just you in this one little car going down the mountain. But we actually went and did that twice, because if you went back the same day and you kept your, well, your receipt, but they didn't tell us that. They just said if you come back with the same day, you'll get a discount. Uh, We assumed that meant the tickets, but it was actually the receipt. They would not accept the ticket, even though the dates were the same. I think that's just a little, because it's just a miracle I didn't throw my receipt away. 
But I think that's just a way they can get out of giving that discount to a few people because most people are going to pitch their receipt and hang on to their tickets. But we did go back the same day and ride again. Now, both times that we went, we waited in line for about an hour. I think there was probably 100 people waiting in line both times that we went. And since the carts move out of the station with one person in them and they're moving one cart out every 20 seconds, you can imagine it takes a long time to filter through 100 people. Later in the week, though, uh, my family went to Cades Cove, and we don't generally go do things in the National Park itself. We generally stay in the more built-up areas and just enjoy the sights and attractions there. But we had some time, and it was something that we... I had been to Cades Cove years ago, but my wife had never been, and we decided to go and drive around Cades Cove and see some of the National Park. Cades Cove is down the same road that we went to the Alpine Coaster, and when we went to Cades Cove, we found out that about a mile past the Alpine Coaster that we had actually ridden on, there is another Alpine Coaster that is the exact same price, and it has half the people, because nobody knows to keep driving, and there's another one just down the road. A little sidebar about Cades Cove, you didn't used to see bear in Cades Cove, uh, if you do go to Smoky Mountains and you haven't been, I recommend taking an afternoon and driving around Cades Cove. We saw four bear in our trip around Cades Cove. It's about a 10-mile road that goes around this valley. And every time we saw a bear anywhere near the road, there were probably 20 cars with people outside of their car taking pictures. Now, as I mentioned, you, you never saw a bear in Cades Cove for years. Uh, the Smoky Mountains had a pretty significant poaching problem in the 80s and the 90s. The gallbladder of a black bear, I don't know the exact price, they sell for about $500, $600. Now they're using Eastern medicine, and so you had people killing black bear just for the gallbladder to sell on the black market, and you didn't have individuals going out. You had teams of people. I saw an article written by an ATF agent, or maybe he was a, a game warden that infiltrated one of these groups of poachers, and he was saying that when they would go out at night, it was usually 10 people, if not more. So you have groups of people going out and poaching these bears, and they pretty well wiped the black bears out of the Smoky Mountains there for a while. But they have gotten a handle on the poaching, and the black bears have made a big recovery. Their population has went way up. Now, when you have bears around a built-up area, you're going to get what they term nuisance bears. That's bears that have figured out that there's always food around people, and they start getting into people's trash and breaking into their houses. And they are catching those bears and relocating them into the park itself, and particularly they're dumping a lot of them in Cades Cove. So as I'm driving past these groups of gawkers with their phones out and little kids getting within 20 yards of these bears, I'm thinking you have got black bears that view humans as a potential source of food, coupled with people that don't understand that that animal is dangerous. Now, I know when you look at a black bear and you think of other bears like grizzly bears or the European brown bears, the polar bears, a black bear does not look like much. They're not, as far as bears go, they're not very big animals, but that is still a bear. And I know you're looking at it and saying, oh, that's cute. She's only a little bit bigger than a German Shepherd. Yeah, that bear is probably five times stronger than you. And if she decides to get a hold of you, the only thing you can hope for is that she gets bored and walks away before she kills you. And the first bear that we went past was a sow with a cub. And there were people, like I say, within 20 yards just taking pictures of this bear. 
And I'm thinking, if you step in between that cub and the mother, she's coming after you. It doesn't matter if you're messing with the cub or not. If you get in between her and her cub, she is going to charge you. And these people have their kids out. I mean, little kids that have no chance of running away and getting into the car if something bad happens. And I feel like maybe I'm talking a little too much about black bears right now. So so let's wrap it up. Caves Cove was beautiful. It always is. It was nice seeing bears. I just wish the tourists would have just stayed in their car and cruised on along and let everybody get a look at the bear instead of piling up on the side of this little one-lane paved road. I'm telling you people, if you get a chance to go to the Smoky Mountains and Pigeon Forge, you need to take it. And if you are at all within driving distance, you need to go. And I don't want to hear any excuses because driving distance for us last week was about 22 hours of driving. So I don't want to hear a bunch of whining about how far of a drive it is. Man up, put your family in the car and get your butts over there. You'll thank me later. All right, enough about my vacation. I want to talk about something truly important today, and that is that preseason football kicks off tonight. It is the first football game of the year, the Hall of Fame game. My team is playing in it. I'm always super excited about the Hall of Fame game, um, particularly if Dallas is playing in the game, but anytime because it means football's back, and I know it's not a real football game. But it is an NFL game, and it's the first of the season, and it's been a long time since I've got to see one. And then two minutes into the first quarter, I realize, oh yeah, these are people that are not going to make the team, that don't know the playbook, have not gotten to practice together hardly at all. And the gameplay always bears that out. It is always just sloppy and uninspired and nobody really wants to get hurt in that game because you've got three more preseason games before you even get to games that matter toward the season and it's always just a big shock to me how bad of a game the hall of fame game turns out to be but having said all that um, by the time you hear this it will be friday so i will have already watched the game i will have watched every single snap of that disappointing game And I will not be happy about it, but at the same time, I'll be thrilled for the opportunity to do it. All right, and while we're talking about snapping, has everyone seen the video of the woman in the California spa freaking out over the transgendered man that went into the locker room? Um, If you haven't seen it, I, I actually haven't seen a video. I heard the audio. The audio was priceless. Um, It is a young woman. She sounds like she's maybe mid-20s, maybe 30. I think she has a daughter with her there, so she's probably not early 20s. But she sounded like a younger woman, at least her voice did. But she is arguing with the attendant. Um, The attendant is trying to explain to her that they can't keep this gentleman out of the women's locker room. California law says that if an individual says that they are transitioning, they have the right to go into either bathroom. and. You know, the lady behind the counter just keeps saying, you know, he said he's transitioning. He says he's transitioning. And the the woman that came out of the locker room just says, transitioning, he has a dick. I'm looking at a dick in the locker room. And I think that lady's statement really sums up the logical flaw in the California law concerning transgendered men and the women's rooms. Now, I saw an op-ed piece from the LA Times. I can't remember the name of the individual who wrote it, but they really went out of their way to paint this young woman as sort of a religious nut job. It was saying that 
people whose morals are offended because of religious fundamentalism. Or I heard nothing in that audio that suggested that this lady was offended because of her religion. Uh, she was offended because she is a woman, and suddenly she found herself in a room with a strange man who was naked. I think that would probably shock most women in the country. I don't care how woke they pretend to be on Facebook or social media. If they found themselves in that situation, they would suddenly become very, very uncomfortable. Uh, The op-ed piece also a couple of times mentioned people being uncomfortable around male-appearing genitalia. The genitalia did not appear to be male. It was male genitalia. This is... A problem with this sort of delusional thinking that a lot of these people have. This individual saying that he feels like a woman does not physically change the reality of his genitalia. This was not female genitalia that was just shaped in such a way to appear like maybe it was a male's. It This was a guy. This is a man naked in the women's locker room. Or, or her, you know, if pronouns matter to you. But, I mean, let's let's not put too fine a point on it. I mean, if he is there with his penis out, it's obviously a male. Now, I've said before, I don't care how this individual chooses to live his life. He can live his life in any way, shape, or form. As long as it makes him happy, I will support him 100% when he's in the privacy of his own home. Once he steps foot out of his front door, other people's feelings come into play as well. It does not mean that he should suddenly pretend completely to be something he's not, but he has to consider the people around him to a certain extent. And this gets to the heart of the two issues that I have with this particular situation. Why does this individual's desires mainly what I'm referring to here is going into the women's locker room. Why does his desire to do that supersede all the other people in that spa? And if there is one person in this situation that should understand what I'm trying to say, it's this transgendered man. Because the reason he does not want to go into the men's locker room is because that he feels that he is a woman and therefore is not comfortable changing in the men's room. Okay, if that's why you feel that you need to use the women's room, why do you not understand that a woman that's in the locker room does not want to be changing in front of a man? That's the exact reason that you claim to want to use the women's room, but you're not worried about this other lady feeling the exact same way. So why do you feel that your discomfort at being in the men's room is more important than this other lady's discomfort at having a naked man in the women's room. I mean, all I ever hear on the news and in movies and TV is, you know, equality, equality. We want equality. Well, if you're wanting equality, then this lady's feeling that, you know, hey, I turn around and there's a naked man that I don't know standing right beside me. Her feelings in the matter should be considered with the same amount of weight as the transgendered man's. And you can try to paint this young woman as a bigot all you want to. If you just unexpectedly suddenly there's a naked man in your vicinity, that's going to freak you out a little bit. Hell, I'm a guy and I would freak out if I looked over and there was a naked guy just standing there looking at me. I would have a lot of questions. But there is a very simple solution to this entire problem. There's a very logical solution to this entire problem, and it is 
just such a straightforward solution that it really shouldn't upset anybody. And here it is. If you have a penis, go to the men's room. If you have a vagina, go into the women's room. Bathrooms and locker rooms are not social spaces. It should not matter how you feel inside, how you live your life. When I go in to the locker room at the gym, and I usually don't unless it is just absolutely freezing cold, I change into my workout clothes here at the house and I drive to the gym and then I come back home and the only thing I'm going into the locker room for is to hang my jacket up. But there's no discussion with the other people in that room. I don't know what they feel and what their hopes and dreams are. I'm not interested in any of that. My goal when I'm in there is I want to spend as little time in my underwear around people that I don't know as I can possibly get away with. Now, I don't, you know, I'm not rushing and trying to throw my clothes on like some kind of maniac, but I'm not dilly-dallying either. And the same with the bathroom. When I go into the bathroom, I don't have a conversation with anybody else in there. I am on task, I take care of business, I wash my hands, and I get out of there. I don't chat with anybody, I'm not there to make a new friend, I'm not asking people's political opinions. I use the restroom and I leave. Most of the time, hell, there could have been 10 women in that restroom and I probably wouldn't have noticed because I'm not in there making a lot of eye contact and saying hello. It should not matter what bathroom you use. And that's such a simple way of looking at it. It makes me think that this is more about creating an issue where there shouldn't be one than people actually feeling uncomfortable going to the bathroom. And again, if you don't feel comfortable going to the men's room because you're transgendered, you absolutely should understand how a woman in the women's room is going to feel when you walk in who's clearly a male. Just go into the bathroom take care of your business, and head outside. It's not a meet and greet in there. And this brings me to my second issue with this situation. As I've said, I'm not in the bathroom hanging out, high-fiving people. I don't do that in the locker room at the gym either. I don't see anybody else doing that in the locker room. The only time I see people that are chatting is if it's like two friends that came to work out together and they're getting ready to leave and they know each other, they came together. That's the only time I see anybody actually having a conversation inside the locker room. And again, it is not normal to spend a lot of time nude around people that you don't know. I've never seen anybody that just walks around a locker room naked. You you hear stories, a lot of comedians make jokes about it, but I've actually personally never seen that. Most people... Yeah, you know, if they took a shower, they go back to their locker, they get their clothes on, and that's it. They don't kick back and fire up a cigar, which makes me think that I really kind of are leaning toward the fact that this guy isn't actually transgendered. He just wanted to go into the women's locker room. And the reason I feel that way is this. Um, when I first started hearing this story, you know, I heard the audio with a woman freaking out at the counter. I heard a lot of people, you know, defending this guy's actions, you know, kind of attacking the woman, which I thought you weren't supposed to do. You know, it's like in a rape case, if you said, well, she was wearing a short skirt, of course, you'd be a monster if you said that, but you can say that this woman's a religious nut job without, you're not attacking the victim in that situation. But as a little bit more has come out about this story, I'm hearing that it's not just that this individual went into the women's locker room and started changing clothes. Uh, This was not a gym, it was a spa I don't know what 
kind of facilities this place had, but apparently there is a hot tub in the women's locker room. And this woman that was complaining was in the hot tub with her daughter. I don't know her age. I just know she was under 18. And this individual uh, got completely naked, come over to the hot tub, didn't get into the hot tub, sat on the edge of the hot tub that this woman and her daughter was sitting in. That seems weird to me. That's not a normal move. That, to me, sounds more about this guy just wanted to put his naked crotch at eye level with strange women. Believe me, I'm not just hating on this guy because he's transgender. That seems really odd. That is a strange thing to do around strangers. And when you hear facts in a story that don't really, you know, the explanation for the story is that he's transgendered. Well, him sitting on the edge of the hot tub right in front of this woman and her daughter, that is a bizarre thing to be happening if it was just that this guy was transgender and wanted to use the ladies' locker room. I might be misreading the situation, but usually when there is something in a story that just really does not fit with the narrative, it's because the narrative is not correct. There's something going on there that they're not including in the story. And it's hard to find details about this story because, of course, the left-leaning media is not going to cover this at all, except for, as I said, to try to paint the woman as some kind of a nut job. But at the absolute best scenario is that this guy is just a little socially awkward and he didn't stop to consider how his actions would affect the people around him. But I just really, like I said, that if he sat on the edge of the tub, I haven't confirmed that. That might not be the case. But everything that I have managed to dig up suggests that it was not just that he was changing clothes. He was putting himself front and center of these women. Like I say, that is somebody who just wants to expose himself to strange women. You know, we always have the trope in the movies and the TV, the, the sleazy guy walking around in a trench coat flashing women. You know, that used to be indecent exposure. It was a crime to do that. You, can, you can't just show your genitalia to strange women. Um, that used to be a sex crime. But now, if you say you're transgender and the woman complains that you exposed yourself, well, then she's committing a hate crime and you're a hero. It is a very odd culture that we are carving out for ourselves here, ladies and gentlemen. All right, guys, that's all I've got for you today. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, if you did, leave me a like and a comment. Uh, you can leave me a comment at Fresh Frozen Southerner Facebook page or at Fresh Frozen Southerner at gmail.com. And if you'd like to subscribe to the show or share it with a friend, that would be greatly appreciated. All right, guys, have a good rest of the weekend. Uh, I hope you watched the football game. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it wasn't as horrible as I expect it to be. Hey, but hey, football's football. I'll take what I can get until September gets here. All right, guys, have a good weekend. Enjoy yourselves, and I will talk to you again on Monday. Thank you very much.